0: Karen and I are very thankful to have this opportunity to give testimony to God's goodness and God's grace in our lives and also in our marriage, and so we're going to try and be succinct and kind of hit the highlights. We uh, had actually written out some notes but realized it was going to be too laborious to get through it all, so... Um, I'll be available the rest of the weekend if you want any more details, but we actually met in special ed. Well, actually, it was a class for teachers of special ed and everyone that was getting a teaching degree had to take special ed 301. And so we met outside at the bike rack there and uh, so I proceeded to ask her out on a date and um, this was related to me by Karen, because, you know, man, we don't remember all these details, but she reminded me that I told her there that, you know, that I was an atheist, that, or maybe an agnostic, and that I was probably never going to get married, or, well, probably not until I was about maybe 29 and, and no kids, but, well, maybe one child. But so um, that was kind of interesting to think about that. I also uh, identified to her my identity as a climber, and I showed off by climbing one of those buildings on campus. We, we met in, special and I can say that, it was in, at Central in Ellensburg, and so I had to show off and show her that I was a, a proficient climber.
1: So I knew right away that what he was saying was probably not true, and it was obvious by the fact that 14 months later, we were married. And we have nine children. So, you know, God had different plans than Doug thought. Um, So I want to say that it's really special for me to be here at Clear Lake Camp because in 1971 and 1972, as an 11 and 12-year-old, I came here to church camp. And this is where I first heard the gospel, just uh, right down there by that fire ring. And so this is one of my Ebenezer's. To, And so I get to come back here and, and enjoy it. Everything looks smaller now, but um, it's very special to be here. So yeah, I had first heard the gospel there. Um, I mean here, but I was raised in Wapato, which is about an hour south of Yakima on the Indian reservation there. And because of the circumstances of where and how I was raised, um, I was often lonely. I felt abandoned. I didn't open up to anybody. I had a lot of walls around my heart. Um, I couldn't wait to turn 18, so I could leave there. Um, I was insecure in being loved. I had a lot of fear due to a lot of violent things that were happening around me. Um, life was hard, and it was just sort of survival. So I think that I dealt with that a little bit as an escape by, um, by dating. So I started dating when I was 15, and I met Doug when I was 19. But by then, I was already just ready to be committed to somebody, ready to be Married, and I just thought, well, life will just be easier, nicer, better to just have somebody to love and have them love me. So that was how we kind of started our relationship.
0: Aren't you tell him what attracted you to me? <laughs>
1: Your over-the-top personality. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. You no, know, a lot of things. He—he he was, you know, he was a lot of things that I wasn't experiencing, actually. He, he was fun. He was happy. He seemed pretty stable, actually. Um, I, I don't know. I, Yeah. I, I, I just knew that it was right to marry him. I, so we were engaged for six weeks. We had no pre-marital counseling actually nobody ever spoke into our life at all we just did our own thing did what we wanted to do it's like well we love each other let's just get married so basically our foundation was so um I guess not even not even there so and then now it's we've been married for we're coming up on our 43rd anniversary so praise God that he eventually gave us a a better foundation.
0: Amen. So I was uh, born an only child. Uh, my parents were uh, older when they were married, and they had uh, my mother had a number of miscarriages and a stillbirth. And then uh, when she was 43, she gave birth to Douglas Amel. I was born on December 13, 1957. My father was an army chaplain, so he had gone to seminary, and then when World War II started, he they encouraged him to go into the chaplaincy school, so he became an army chaplain. I was raised in a Lutheran church, catechized there, um, and pretty much attended church uh, most of my life. Um, but I, I would concur; I was definitely a, a, a preacher's kid in rebellion. I really didn't want to have anything to do with uh, church and religion. Uh, my mother was a homemaker, um, but one of the things that uh, started kind of this trajectory that was going to really influence my life and, and in Probably in negative ways was I got really involved in uh, climbing uh, Mountaineering, I got involved in drugs and alcohol. It was all kind of a package deal that I did with my buddies and so That's what I was bringing into this marriage um and she still married me so that's only by god's goodness and grace that uh, that we can celebrate lord willing 43 years this year and then um, something very significant happened in our lives we had uh, done our student teaching because going into education it was always trying to figure out what was going to further my agenda to go and recreate. And so I always thought if I were to be a school teacher, there would be, there's three good reasons to be a school teacher. You probably know them all, it's June, July, and August. <laughs> so that was kind of the goal. So I, we did our, I did, well, actually she did, our, we both did our student teaching in Kashmir, which is between Wenatchee and Leavenworth, and uh, with the notion that that would make me more hireable um, in fact, I graduated in uh, June of 1982, and I kind of, my parents were kind of supporting us. Um, and I kind of talked them into the fact that that would be the best thing for us is to stay there, and I could work my way into the school district, I could substitute, but that was really probably not really uh, the true story. Um, and then tragically, on November, in November of 1982, my father passed away. So we moved over to Tacoma in with my mother, that's where I grew up in Tacoma, and we lived with her until I got a teaching job in St. Mary's, Idaho, which is on the southern end of Lake Coeur d'Alene, small town, and I taught there, and that's where our first son, Hunter, was born in the spring of uh, March of 1984. Well, when we went to see my mother, she uh, was diagnosed then with terminal lung cancer that was very aggressive and so she passed away July of 84. So I had lost both of my parents, and I was 26 years old.
1: Right, so we sold their house and had our dream come true and moved to Leavenworth, bought property, cash, put a mobile home on there, and then, you know, life was supposed to be good. We had a second child there. And I thought, well, this should be happy and fulfilling. I absolutely loved being a mother, and we lived in such a beautiful area. The problem was when you live in a place like that, everyone wants to come visit you, and people just want to recreate, rock climb, ski, all kinds of things. And so after living there for a while, you know, life was still hard. As a matter of fact, it, it got... Harder it got harder because of some of the choices that he was making. I wanted to be a happy and fulfilled person and thought, well, this is what will make me happy and fulfilled and God definitely used that. So again, God's goodness and grace came to us. He used that to show me that nothing was basically fulfilling and that he was the answer I started going to a little four square church in Leavenworth and um, I, one time I, I just like got on my knees and said, you know, I'm uh, God, I just give you everything. You know, I heard the gospel, but I had never made it personal and I didn't know how. I wanted to be a good person, but I knew I wasn't. And no matter what I did, I just couldn't find, I didn't understand how God could live inside of you. And I really never had anyone teach me, train me, talk to me. Uh, I was always so alone in that area. But when I started going to this church, things started making sense. I got down on my knees and said, God, I, I don't know what to do. My, my husband, I'm not sure if he is interested in being a family man i'm i 'm despairing. I thought that things were going to make me happy they they haven't made me happy and i you know I believe you're out there, so please just help me you know help me and at that time, I believe I was born again, and my life just totally changed um, i f- was complete in Christ. He was my only hope. I was just obsessed with reading the Bible. I mean, we'd go somewhere and I would just like, we'd stop at a fuel station and I would just like, quick, have to read it for a while. And um, it didn't even bother me that much what he was doing because I was just in love with Christ at that point. I had a lot of peace and joy. And a verse that stands out to me is for you were sometimes darkness, but now walk as children of light. So I was able to walk as a child of light. I was happy. I was enjoying being a, a, a mom. I felt my husband was in a whole different planet. He didn't even, I got baptized. He didn't even come to my baptism. He said, like, hey, have fun. And so I did what any new believer probably would do. I got my friends to start praying for him. and we would get together and pray sometimes we would pray till two three four o'clock in the morning and um, yeah and I, I had faith that he would eventually come to come to save me faith
0: yeah it's a pretty uh, incredible God's goodness and grace even as a um, uh, wayward wretch that I was you know just uh, thinking about the miracle of some of the things that transpired during that time. um, How Karen was able to weather the storm. Um, I was working at a Mexican restaurant, and so um, oftentimes I think we stare, I think it's really true, but uh, the restaurant crowd is very kind of a party crowd, so it didn't really uh, help uh, that, and then so, I started actually getting a lot of uh, feedback from people that they really thought I had a a serious uh, alcohol abuse problem. And I was getting talked to some people about Christianity, but you know, I kind of knew all the answers and I really didn't have a problem. It's not really that, it would be no problem. But um, actually God, uh, through a number of circumstances, uh, opened my eyes to that. And so uh, in uh, 1988, I stopped drinking and uh, another miracle that kind of uh, coincided with that was I was accepted into graduate school at Central Washington University because I hadn't had any success getting any full-time teaching jobs. So I'd been doing some substituting, but they always said you only had, I only had two years' experience, so I thought if I can't get experience, I'll get more education. So that was really a godsend that uh, to get out of the environment of my friend group to um, make this commitment not to be sober. Um, And then uh, I started to go to church with Karen uh, in Elmsburg a little bit. And so um, things were starting to come into place. Um, Then through uh, um, uh, the uh, um, graduate uh, program, I was at a workshop and it was introduced or some, some teachers from Prosser when I introduced myself as a graduate student that was uh, majoring in reading, they said they had a, they needed a reading specialist in Prosser, so I was able to get a job in Prosser and go down there. And we got established in Prosser. Um, we uh, found a church home, and uh, it was a it was a good place to be. Um, I enjoyed it. There were a lot of other teachers that I knew, and they were pretty. Uh, Pretty friendly bunch, um, and then I was just going to share my, my my conversion testimony. Uh, was in uh, 1998. Um, at this point, we had three children, and um, Karen had taken the children. To, it was a Sunday evening. She had taken them to a and I was home alone, and I was in the kitchen washing dishes. And um, you know, I know we've talked about the um, emotional impact that, that music can have for good or bad. And I feel this was one where it really, I was listening to this um, orchestrated praise music, uh, Army of God, and uh, it just touched my heart and smote me so much so that I, I broke down weeping that I wanted to be part of that uh, God's army. And I fell on the floor and I confessed to Christ as my savior, asked him to forgive me, and uh, said I, I want to be a changed man, and rose up off that floor a new man with a burden released, and I got on the phone, I, I, it was kind of interesting, I, just, I called up that four square pastor in Leavenworth, and uh, said I want to be baptized, he said okay we're having a baptism on Easter, so I was baptized up there in Leavenworth, and from then on, um, God is uh, continuing to show his goodness and grace to me as I grow and mature.
1: Right, so uh, of course I was very happy about this and everything, everything changed. You know, I had to get used to a new, a new husband, which was a good thing. But um, yeah, he had, his heart turned toward the children. He just wanted to spend more time with me. Uh, more caring and thoughtful, things like that. At that time, ooh, um, I had a miscarriage and, ooh, I don't know, it, it just seemed right to just surrender. We'd already been surrendering everything to God anyway, so let's just surrender all of that to God too. And um, that, was, that was a blessing to let God be in control of how many children we had and how they were spaced in everything. So we lived in Prosser for um, nine years and were faithful in the church and in building our family. We homeschooled at that time. It was a a joyous, special, yeah, joyous, special time.
0: And then uh, as uh, time went on, um, we kind of got exposed to what I would call the remnant road or um, becoming more conservative. We... uh, learned about the woman's head covering and asked our pastor if that would be something that would would be a problem and he said no that's that's fine as long as you understand so karen started uh, covering and we uh, in a sense, she wore dresses and modest apparel we made some other more conservative decisions in in our in our in our lives and uh it's kind of started a trajectory we uh started uh, we're kind of seeking uh more information on anabaptists Uh, type topics, uh, and there were some other families we knew in the area of uh, Prosser Tri-Cities that were kind of going through that, and so a lot of times we would double dip. We'd go to Grace Brethren in the morning and then over to some friends for the afternoon fellowship, which which is always, you know, isn't that always the real media thing sometimes is when you get together with your friends and church family and you just talk about the Bible or talk about what God's doing in your life, and so that was really encouraging for us. And uh, one of the other ones was um, that was at the time uh, that the charity uh, movement was kind of really uh, coming on on board. And Denny Kinniston had a, a series of meetings down in Pasco, I believe, Tri Cities, and we went down for that and came back from that really just blown away about because there were probably a lot of families. In the Pacific Northwest, that were were interested in that, and so it was uh, really uh, uh, solid preaching, very zealous. Uh, really, lots of families that were um, endeavoring to serve the Lord. We were very encouraged by that, and so through that we learned of two other fam- uh, two other families that were trying to establish a charity type church in Ellensburg, and so. It really was kind of, at first, it was kind of a, an interesting thought, but as I felt God continued to prompt me, I, I was being kind of, I was kind of discouraged on pub, with public school teaching, feeling I was kind of um, not uh, advancing God's kingdom in my life that way. It, it was just, it was hard for me, and so I, uh, it made it a little bit easier, and so we prayed about it and came to the decision that we were going to take the radical step faith, and I was going to uh, leave teaching, and we were going to move to Ellensburg without a job. And, uh, With
1: six children by this time. People just thought we were crazy. Yeah. People would come and talk to us and ask if Doug was going through a midlife crisis because yeah. Yeah. we were taking our six children. He was quitting teaching job. We were in a, a good established church, and he was a public school teacher. We were known in the community, and we just left it to... Move to Ellensburg and live in a little trailer and Doug will get a job sometime and we're going to fellowship with these two other families. But, I've, you know, I was just so happy because I knew my husband was following God and it, that's what I'd been praying for. So,
0: And so uh, we made the commitment and uh, uh, a leap of faith and moved up to Ellensburg and we uh, That church we were part of there uh, had its ups and downs. Uh, We were there for how many years now?
1: Well, we were there. We were part of that church for 18 years. 18 years.
0: Um, And so it eventually uh, came to the uh, uh, point of uh, disbanding the church. Um, I was going to mention while we were in Ellensburg, um, I did do odd jobs here and there, but uh, God was good in that he... Provided the business that I am in currently uh, Halal Hardwoods, and so it's was. it it's been a good business. I it was a real blessing. I had opportunity to work with my sons and my daughter. <laughs> I had a daughter that helped me actually for a while, so uh, that was really nice. But um, that was really uh, a blessing, and um, it was also a blessing to be part of a kind of an intimate church fellowship. We shared some of the responsibilities of bringing messages and stuff, so it really... Helped me to get into the Bible and to um, do that. And uh, we had a lot of uh, support and uh, friends from Cascade Valley that over the years we grew very fond of and enjoyed. And so that was another uh, blessing that God gave us. Uh, So, um, anyway, um, I think we're going to part then.
1: uh,
0: Oh. Um,
1: yeah so our time in Ellensburg by then we'd had our nine children I'd had three more miscarriages during that time as well but I really that was just my favorite season really was just having all of my nine children at home you know there's the baby the toddler the elementary school the high schooler and then. During that time, too, we had children starting to marry, leave home. We encouraged them to go and be involved in missions. It was just a good, good rewarding time for me, especially as a mom. And I felt like we prioritized our marriage, too. We believed in having a date night once in a while or making time to at least talk. I mean, it feels like it's never enough when you have young children. But I just want to share that during this season, when after I'd had my last child and he was getting into toddlerhood and some of my children were leaving home and getting married, having their own children, I feel like God was doing a deeper work in in, in my heart because I was just so busy Kind of surviving and doing the next thing, being married, having children, being really busy with children. But finally, life slowed down enough that I could do more reflection. I felt like it was just God's grace and mercy and goodness again that just allowed allowed me to um, go, go deeper. And what that looked like for me was... Um, forgiveness, just dealing with some of my past from my growing up years, learning how to share my story. Because until this time, I pretty much just was a person who stuffed everything inside. And so um, God just allowed safe people to share with, to pray with, to study the Bible with. So I started letting people in and a new openness came into my life. I felt like how that affected my marriage was just able to be more honest and able to um be more trusting it felt like the foundation that we built on or lack of foundation that god kind of just raised the house and we could just do a new foundation and that was that was wonderful so i felt like um there were some practical things, so that was definitely an Ebenezer in my life. And I also at that time saw how God was working all along. They, any painful thing or hard thing from my past that God had actually used for His good to draw me to him and to um, help me probably be a more effective parent, because I saw what I didn't how I didn't want to raise my family, probably. Um, so despite my childhood, Trauma, God was there all along, and he was good all along. So that was an important Ebenezer in my life.
0: Right. Huh. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, presently, um, we have uh, launched, in a sense, all of our children. We're uh, officially empty nesters. Uh, we have nine children out of the home. Uh, seven of them are married. Uh, we have uh, a son and a daughter who live in town, um, Rachel and Caleb, and we have a son Spencer in town, and our son Josiah is down in Sila, um, he's uh, dating right now, um, and then we have the other married children scattered throughout you know, Idaho, Iowa, California, all that. But, but now we're uh, in a new phase of our uh, married life. Uh, just the two of us there in the home. And uh, we're really enjoying that because um, we want to we still continue to, to build our marriage, to make it strong, to be able to speak um, into our children's lives. Uh, all of our children have claimed Christ as their Savior and are endeavoring to follow, follow Him. So that's a real blessing and a real evidence of God's goodness and grace towards us.
1: Yeah, we have eighteen grandchildren, and another one on the way. So that's that's very fun and fulfilling, to um, you know, invest in in grandchildren as well. So one thing I've appreciated recently about our um, what we've been doing is we've been meeting in the mornings together. We have like this date, and I get excited about it. Six thirty in the morning, we have a little date together. Even just you know. Two of us, and we go through marriage books or devotional. It's just really special. I look forward to that.
0: That's something that we really um, hadn't done in the past, but um, maybe because of busyness or whatever. But um, I'd encourage you, uh, we're really harvesting a lot of uh, good talks together. And um, the one book we're just reading, the author was saying that um, you have to. To have a strong marriage, you have to stay in the battle. I remember I put that down as a quote: "Don't coast, but watch and pray." So uh, I think it would be the same admonition that um, you know the apostles or would give in the Bible: that we don't need to coast; we need to be diligent, uh, make our calling and election sure. To you know, every day uh, look to God's. Goodness and grace, and thank Him for those mercies every morning. So um, I'm going to close with a Bible verse, and uh, and then, I, do we want to take any questions? <laughs> no. no. Just kidding. That's a good uh, <laughs> all right.
1: Oh, sorry. I Ephesians make... three.
0: yeah here it is all right it's from chapter 3 of Ephesians verse 20 and 21 now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages world without end amen Thank you.